You're listening to another episode of The Podcast Gauntlet, only on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. There are many must-dos inside the realm of podcasting. However, one is emboldened inside of all of our podcast brains tonight. What might it be, you ask? Well, you must have comprehensive show notes for your podcast each and every episode. That's the focus of this episode of the Podcast Gauntlet. Greetings, everybody. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Brian Ensminger, the other one of your hosts. Uh, Brian, this one's got legs galore, but it's also one that I love to talk about because despite everyone's hatred of compiling show notes, I love compiling show notes, but more importantly, I love showcasing wonderfully compiled show notes to people. Hmm. So I think people are going to be surprised at the discussion we're going to have tonight. Yeah? How's that? Well, I'm going to be the proponent of you should have some comprehensive show notes for each episode. Wait, does this mean that we're going to agree and I have to just lie and... I pretend that I don't agree? I'll tell you what. I'll have the faux opinion tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it really does depend on the content. Uh, yeah. As much as we all hate the word, it depends inside of podcasting. Well, it really does depend. But if you want to become the source and the authority in whatever your podcast episode is about, what I have always believed is that you've got to have something in the way of comprehensive show notes that foster your authority your ability to have links that will get backlinks for traffic, then also to foster the general social media optimization that's supposed to be happening mm -hmm. inside of not only your blog posts that foster your podcast, but in regard to your website contents that should be changing regularly. Yeah. And you're far more likely to have all of that happen if you have a comprehensive series of show notes for each of your podcasts. Yeah. And I would say that for the most part, I agree with you, or at least I would say that I recommend that people create as comprehensive show notes as they're able with the skills and resources that they have. Mm -hmm. The must is where I get stuck. I don't think that it's a requirement. I think that it's a really good idea. However, I would say, and this is something that I've been working on with some of my clients, that I think that we need to delineate between the show notes or the blog post experience on your podcast website and what's delivered in the app, if, if it's possible to make those separate. Because Personally, I don't really like getting a 15,000-word blog post in my podcast app to try and scroll through to find the one link that I liked. But on the other side of it, if I'm going to your website, I'm probably going to want to see something a little more substantial with more than just a paragraph and three bullet points. I'm probably going to want to have a little bit of content because if I'm actually going to your website, it might be something where I don't necessarily have the time to watch or listen rather. Or I don't know yet if I want to. And so I'm looking to see, do I believe that this has enough meat for me to take an interest to invest an hour of my time to find out what you've got to say? I agree with that completely. I think the other thing, too, is it really, again, to go back to the depends monster, it really does depend on what the podcast is about. When we look at something that usually is as far reaching and as long as any of the perspective reviews that I jump into, by the way, you can find more perspective reviews that I have done for over a decade now over at perspectivereviews.com. What you'll find is that there's lots of comprehensive links, but there's also some of the same style of links. So we link over to all of the vehicles that are featured inside of X movie. We link to all of the weapons that are featured inside of X movie. 
We link to all of the airplanes, the vehicles, all of it. We, we link to all of those things for each of them inside of each of those reviews because they're perspective reviews. But those links change. They're not the same. They all go to the respective movies. But those are the seeds that are inside of those show notes. And then the things that we talk about are addendums and additions that make whenever you go and check out our example is the, um, the lethal weapon perspective review, for example. When you go there, after reading the show notes from that episode, you not only have an understanding of our authority in regard to what we're talking about, but you've also got a great listing of comprehensive links for those of you that might be lethal weapon fans. Okay, that's value. And you want to convey that style value inside of whatever you're doing in regard to podcast episodes. Yeah. You know, I'm really glad that you brought up the topic or the genre of the show, because uh, this might actually be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but I'll share it here and let you kind of poke at it. Yeah. Sometimes for these interview-based shows where it's like a business show and you've got some business leader on for 30 minutes, I don't necessarily know that there's enough substance in those episodes to actually write comprehensive show notes. There might be enough for a paragraph and three bullet points that point you to that. And in those instances, my view is if you can, why would you not use those topics to then create a blog post that's additive to the podcast experience? So it's not necessarily rephrasing what the guest said, but they, you know, this is what we talked about topic X. This is a little bit about topic X. If you want to know what they think about it, something like that still points you back. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on doing something like that? I personally love stuff like that. There's a service that we offer via two guys talking and the editorcore.com stuffs. It's called the super show notes. And you've okay. almost exactly described what we're talking about. <laughs> All of the editors that train over at editorcore.com, I train them to not only edit, but then also to take show notes at the same time. You might think that that's an impossible task, but believe it or not, as your skill sets begin to excel and grow, it's possible. What it also helps you do is to comprehensively grab and summarize what people are talking about so that you can take what is being said and throw it in the cone of perspective and then convey it in almost exactly what you said, where you're not just kind of tweaking what the person said, but you're conveying what they said, usually in a shorter amount of time, so that inside of a blog post, it's still comprehensive, but it's not a word-for-word -word transcript. For those of you that think that transcripts are the end-all, be-all, that's something else that will definitely challenge inside of a future episode via the podcast gauntlet, because... You need to go and read a transcript five or six times I have. and you will understand what a folly that is. I would never want to read through transcripts so that I can attain more knowledge about something. It, it's a hard read, dude. It's not storytelling. The vast majority of people that just speak, they're not speaking in regard to storytelling element. They're just speaking <laughs> and very often don't have a point or a beginning, a middle and an end. And that is a very rough read. Yeah. And I think not to get too far into the transcript thing, but I think that we actually read differently than we listen because when we listen, it is linear by default. It has to be, you can't skip words, but typically when we read, we're skipping words and letters and our minds are just kind of recognizing patterns as we go through. Mm -hmm. And so the reading experience of a nonlinear, right? Because a lot of times the way we speak is not really linear from a thought perspective gets very, very confusing. I know that sometimes when I'm editing a podcast, it might take me a minute to figure out what the guest or the host is trying to say so that I can edit it appropriately 
But even after I've done that, in a transcript, it's still going to be confusing because they're going to start a thought, then they're going to stop and qualify it, say, well, I'm not talking about this. And then they're going to do all of the things that they're not saying before they do the thing that they're saying. By the time they do, if you're reading, you're going to have forgotten where they started and your brain's just going to shut off. Whereas if you're listening intently, you can still process that because that's how we process language that's spoken. Yeah. There, there's an addendum piece to having comprehensive show notes that I think is really valuable. I think uh, one of the best examples I can give you that we have done super show notes work for is a program called Grounded by the Farm. It's done by a, a wonderful local lady who I love the relationship that we have with her because the discussion she's having with farmers and the conversations are wonderful. The most important part, though, is that if I'm in a waiting room someplace and I can't physically listen to a podcast because, say, I don't have my earbuds with me or whatever, and I don't want to cheese people off that also happen to be in the waiting room, well, I can at least read through the posting that's there. And now I've got at least some sort of vague understanding of what I can look forward to when I listen later on. And so again, it's, it's, it's where you're, you're delivering value for a variety of people in a variety of settings because you have the comprehensive show notes. If you didn't have them, for example, one that I just saw today, actually, there was a speaker and the speaker was talking about staking inside of cryptocurrencies. Well, the entry inside of the, it was, it happened to be a YouTube page, but the description inside of the YouTube, it simply said speaker, double space, didn't even have www, just had the website.com. And that's it. It had nothing else at all. Oh, wow. And for anyone that knows YouTubery, that's not good inside of the YouTube cone because no. YouTube is a phenomenal deliverer of being able to find stuff and people and things inside a search engine optimization. Unless, of course, all you put is the word speaker and a vague web address that has no reference of any kind. Then it's a complete fail on just about every single possibility including being able to give something that you send back to the person that was speaking and say, Hey, just wanted to let you know that your video's live or your podcast episode is live. And Hey, be sure you check it out. There's all kinds of links there. In addition to the stuff that you and I talked about that I wanted you to see, have a great day. And again, it's another opportunity for you to have just a quick touchstone with the person you're either helping to do a podcast or the podcaster with the people that they're having on as guests. And I love all of that connective tissue. Connective tissue inside of podcasting is the big win for everybody that gets involved inside of it. So I'd like to maybe pause for just a second and talk to that person who's thinking, okay, that's great, but I literally do not have the time and the skills to write a 3000 word blog post after I've put six or eight hours into my podcast episode and I don't have the budget to hire Mike and his team. My recommendation would, at minimum, become familiar with one of two frameworks for marketing, either the AIDA framework, which is attention, interest, desire, and action. It's just a framework to, for copywriting that will help people understand what it's about and why they should care, or the PAS framework, which is problem, agitate, and solution, where you just let them know, if you're this kind of person and you have this problem, this is for you, this is what'll happen if you don't address it. And the solution is listen to my podcast episode or something like that. At minimum, if you can get two or three paragraphs that cover those two frameworks, at least when somebody comes to your website and sees your blog post, they can look at it and go, this might be for me. And I know it because the person that took the time to communicate to me succinctly what they want. Are you going to rank for Google? 
Maybe not. But if somebody ends up on your website, are they going to know whether or not it's for them? Probably so. I love all of that. The only thing I love more is when people chime in and tell us what they're thinking. And that's what I need you to do now. I need you to go over to podcastgauntlet.com, fill out the quick web form and tell us what you're thinking. Brian and I will address those in a future All Fan Input episode where you get highlighted here inside of the Podcast Gauntlet. Thanks for joining Brian and I today. It's always time to throw down, discuss, rise, and shine in podcasting. Until next time, I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Brian Insminger, the other one of your hosts. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.